0: Buckeyes make it to the NBA for the first time since 2007. Aaron Kraft, speaking of basketball Buckeyes, makes it into the Hall of Fame. Notre Dame is down a running back, and the university actually did it. They trademarked the word the. We'll talk about all that and more in this edition of the 11 Dubcast. I'm Andy Vance, along with the erudite, the scholarly, the handsome Johnny Getter. <laughs> uh, Johnny, let's, let's start with the fun one. Ohio State has... I think one of the more active uh, departments in the world in terms of mm, uh, keeping the brand safe. I'm trying to remember what the, I just want to say the legal department in general, but they, they have been very perspicacious over the years at protecting the brand, trademarking things, anything related to the brand. And after a three-year battle have finally succeeded in registering a trademark, Yeah, most common word in the English language. Let's go. You know, you're a teacher at heart. Like, yeah, when you first saw that they were going to try to
1: trademark the word the what was your honest reaction? I thought it was hilarious. And I, you know what people I've heard some people say, oh, well, they just make funny of Ohio State for doing that. That's why people don't like us. Good. I don't care. Good. I think it's funny. I think it's funny and good. And I understand why they're doing it. A lot of it is because they, they want to brand stuff. And that's how people, you know, they, "the" is part of how people refer to Ohio state. They want to market that they want to put it on shirts and hats and stuff. So go for it. And I hope it makes other people mad because I think it's funny. And, uh, you know what? Stay mad everybody else. I don't care. Ohio state won that one. It's fine.
0: I, I laugh, uh, because I tell this story a lot, you know, when, when I'm out and about in my day job, um, I run into people from a lot of other land grant universities, a lot of other ag schools and so on. And they uh, were like, Oh, and I'll say, oh, you know, my, they might ask the question where where you go to school and say, Oh, I went to Ohio state. They say, don't you mean the Ohio state university? Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 I sure yep, do. Yep. I'm like, that's the one I'm glad you heard you of big. it. And, and I always tell the story, you know, I'm convinced that it's my non-farm or my, my non-Ohio state friends, I should say that make a bigger deal about the, the thing than we do as Ohio state people. B- but I remember distinctly the first time that I really noticed that this was a thing was I was going to campus for freshman orientation and mom and dad were with me. I think this was like, I don't know, for whatever reason you, you took your parents and you went into like Drake union auditorium and president of the university at that time was Britt Kerwin, uh, gave the opening, like the welcome speech for orientation weekend. And I remember walking out of that auditorium after like a 45 minute Britt Kerwin pep rally. And my mom saying, what is wrong with that man? <laughs> I said, what do you mean? She's like, I've never heard anyone pronounce the word the so obnoxiously so many times in one talk ever. And so we kind of, you know, we kind of chuckled about that. Uh, and that's the first time I really remember it. Like it wasn't a thing that I remember like as a kid, it wasn't until I got to campus and I, I, I don't know if that was just the time that it became more a part of the general consciousness. I, I think yeah. I'm probably like you a little bit that, uh, I do find it amusing. I find it amusing probably because so many people have ribbed me about it over the years and non-Ohio state people. Uh, I don't think it like rocks my world in, in any great shape or form. It's all about t-shirt money, uh,
1: in my, oh, of course. Yeah. In it's, my opinion, it's, it's all about t- t-shirt it. money.
0: Yeah yeah good but
1: branding. stay mad i hope everybody's mad about it i don't care it's it's funny to me and uh you know what it shows the kind of cultural cachet that ohio state can carry that they they can get away with that and do that how about that yeah how many and other schools you know can... what And your university can't so <laughs> i'm sorry that's <laughs> sorry you're not as cool as ohio state but you know texas a&m and out here you know they i'm sure they've tried to like copyright the 12th man or whatever but like you know it's not a, it's not the, it's not the most common word in English language. So how about that sucker. Yep. Yep. Take that,
0: put it in your pipe and smoke it. Yep. One, to uh, even bigger news, Ohio state for the first time since 2007 and more than one player drafted by, uh, play by teams in the NBA NBA yep. draft, uh, welcoming Malachi Branham and EJ Liddell in, in both these cases, I think, uh, these two guys went lower than I expected, although I think I, they I went agree. to reasonably good spots, specifically Brandon uh, going to the Spurs. That's not a, that's not a bad landing spot at all. Um, you know, the Pelicans at number 41, maybe for Liddell, not so much. Do you think let's, let's, let's ask this question. Do you think e, EJ Liddell regrets his decision to go given that he didn't go in the first
1: round? no i mean i don't think he regrets it i'm sure that he's happy to be getting paid although i don't know you know what it'll be interesting to see i'm not an expert on nba salaries although i do know that you know there is kind of a drop-off right like after the the lottery picks and then after you get out of like the first 20 or so there's there's a pretty precipitous drop-off so i wonder you know could it eat you know, EJ Liddell have have made a comparable amount of money by sticking in college and then maybe helped his draft stock. So I don't know, it's possible that he's maybe thinking that way. But I think once he he pulled the trigger and made the decision, I don't know that he was looking back. I'm not sure that he's going to keep him up at night, I guess is what I would say.
0: Yeah, I mean, in, in your, you know, you're right. So if I look at, and this is according to RealGM.com, So don't take this as like, you know, according to Hoyle, uh, <laughs> without a doubt you know crazy um accurate but the 2022 to 23 nba rookie scale uh, according to that branham at 21 is that what i said 20 20 or 21 20 20 at 20 uh first year salary of 2.4 million second year 2.5 million third at uh third year option at 3.6 million pretty good so you know yeah not 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 terrible we're not oh. talking about nfl you know crazy first round money um, but, but there is a huge difference So the end of that first round at 30, you're down to 1.8 million. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what the second, what, what second round scale looks like, but it's definitely, it, it's not the same kind of money you're talking about with the NFL. I, no. I think that's, I think that's reasonable to say, but, but that said, you know, I agree with you. He's probably not regretting it. I think you'll have a lot of, I think you'll have a lot of people asking the question if, you know, he doesn't go and and make it and become like a long-term fixture in the league. People will, will ask that question since he didn't go as a, as a first rounder. Why do you sure. think, why do you think he fell that far? Any, any thoughts? Oh God, or any I particular? have no idea.
1: I, I, I think maybe just because I, I feel like there's so much in these, um in these drafts like rely on inertia and a momentum and, and, you know, for whatever reason, and maybe I'm just talking I'm out of of my ass here, but it it does feel like some guys get hot narratively, at least in terms of their attention from the media. And I think part of that is fueled by attention from GMs and talent evaluators and things like that. And I think that kind of ebbs and flows. And so the idea is that you want to get hot. You want to be kind of a big name right before the draft. And maybe both of those guys had the draft been held two or three months ago. They Mm -hmm. would have gone much higher, but because maybe their name was out of the cycle a little bit, there was a little bit more attention on their deficiencies rather than what they bring to the table. Maybe that's why they fell. I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm spitballing. But to me, that's what it feels like, at least for the uh, NFL draft. And I can't imagine NBA would be that much different from that. But well, the I interesting thing
0: about it too, that t- to what you're saying in terms of momentum, I feel like of the two guys, Branham definitely had more momentum at the end of the season. And just in terms of like, it felt like he picked up steam all season long where, yeah. you know, Liddell was more, I-, I guess you'd say consistent start to finish. He didn't, you know, he didn't either come crashing down from like an early season you know crazy amount of output to nothing late mm-hmm. or nor did he like where brandon it was more of a slow build um and was really on at the end of the season i do think that momentum could have could have played a part in that in terms of brandon because there was a time where you would have said liddell was going to be the guy going in the first 20 and you know brandon might be a fringe pick as, right as opposed to the way it worked out where it was the other way around I, I do think it was interesting talking about um liddell going to the pelicans you know he's going to join Bates diop um on ABD, the let's go there. Yeah, which is which is kind of cool. Uh and so looking at I, I was looking back at you know where different Ohio State guys um made it, you know, K to Bates Diop was the second round pick, 48th overall in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um Ohio State's had a couple guys, you know, John Diebler and Deshaun Thomas, who were second round picks not guys who, you know, were uh, playing in the playoffs or going, you know, crazy big careers. Um, But the first-rounders, you know, I mean, Ohio State just hasn't had that many guys recently who have had, like, super crazy careers. Mike Conley, obviously, is a notable exception. You've had a number of guys, uh, Evan Evan Turner, you know. You've had a number of guys do well in Europe. you still got guys still doing well in Europe. Yeah. Um, But, you know, D-Russ, KBD, hopefully hopefully Branham and Liddell will – uh, we'll have great careers. We'll see. We'll be cheering them on. Certainly as, as always, let's talk about, uh, another favorite Ohio state basketball player, Aaron craft, the rosy cheek assassin joining Sean Springs, <laughs> Tom Tuba and Logan Steber was my favorite entrant in the, uh, hall of fame class, Ohio state university athletics hall of fame, welcoming 15 inductees in this class. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think this is a pretty great class. Uh I I still find it amusing how much both love and hate Aaron Kraft engenders. But, you know, really cool story of, of, about Kraft and his career. Um, Sean Springs, obviously a great one. I'm partial to Logan Stieber because I always say more men have walked on the moon than have won four NCAA men's wrestling championships, mm-hmm. which is something that Logan Stieber did. Um yeah, great draft class or a great Hall of Fame class, agreed.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, well, I mean, you know, you gotta love you gotta love Aaron Kraft being in there, right? Like I think that's the what I really enjoyed about Aaron Kraft is that he was he was one of those guys that you see on other teams and you get really angry that A, he's doing, you know, the kind of stuff that you wish your guys would do, and B. know that he's not on your team right like he's the kind of guy that you're like god why can't we have a guy like that maybe not a person who's gonna take over the game and and you know score 30 or 40 points or something like that but he just did everything that he did incredibly well and you know was 100 miles per hour at all times just a lot of fun to watch so um yeah i don't know man i i I really enjoyed having Aaron craft, uh, play for the Buckeyes and, um, you know, thank God for that misbegotten barbecue. Right. With, uh, Bruce Pearl <laughs> could, have,
0: could, have gone, could have gone a different way entirely.
1: That's what I'm saying, man. It yeah. all worked out. It all worked out. And so he had a great career and it was a lot of fun to watch him. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's well-deserved.
0: Had uh, of course,
1: uh, three football players, Billy
0: Ray Anders. I mentioned Sean Springs, uh, and Tom Tupa, both, mm-hmm. uh, or all three uh, inducted from, uh, football had a couple of baseball players, men's soccer coach, John Bloom. Um, and, uh, he had a couple of basketball players, uh, Charles Bolton's apparently a football and basketball player, a couple of cross players, a couple of, uh, uh, women's across women's track. So yeah, good, well-rounded class. They'll be inducted in September. Kudos to all other basketball news before we shift to, uh, more specifically talking about football, Ohio state and Duke will meet again. As part of the 2022 Big Ten ACC Challenge, uh, you know, I think this is a really, this is a really interesting, you know, so you're coming off of last year's upset victory over Coach Krzyzewski and his uh, kind of final season, his, his retirement tour. Yeah. A lot of Uh, that
1: going around for uh, Coach K.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It was was (laughs) a tough last ride for him. Uh, So, I mean, I find this game really interesting because you have, you know, Duke obviously is Duke um and and this is an Ohio State team I think we have a lot of questions about yes it's wild to me that Ohio State is uh 500 all-time against Duke four and four but have won two of the past three you know the last time they played at Cameron Indoor lost by five points both teams were top five ranked in November of 2012 that won't be the case this time I think we can say with great certainty Ohio State I, top yes five I doubt it when they go to Cameron Indoor um yeah what what do you what do you think about this draw for the Big 10 ACC challenge
1: I think it'll be fun I think it'll be a good um kind of litmus test to see where the team is at especially such a young team and a team that you know people are expecting to hopefully kind of click early so I don't know it'll it'll be a really good it, it's not going to tell you anything about you know how they're going to do in March but I do think it'll tell you uh, something about how the team is gelling and You know, if they can put up a good fight or, you know, heck, even win the game, then I think that's a pretty positive sign going forward. But on the other hand, yeah, that doesn't necessarily that wasn't necessarily the case last season. So, yeah, (laughs) you never know. I think after
0: I think after that win last year, well, I mean, and not for nothing. I mean, we really believed in that team for a long time, right, Mm -hmm. that they were going to be really get over the hump. and, And the season certainly didn't end the way. I think we thought it would after that win over Duke, uh, the big 10 ACC challenge will take place November 30. So stay tuned for that before we get into ask us anything. Uh, one other fall programming note, Notre Dame is down to three healthy scholarship running backs. I mentioned we would switch to football injury. star freshman Jadarian price. Um, yeah. And so not a good thing, uh, for this young man, sad, sad news, a four-star freshman running back, um had an off-season Achilles rupture so not ideal there um but they still have their so so you have this kind of situation for Notre Dame leading rusher last year Kyron Williams taken in the third round of the draft returning rusher um would be sophomore Logan Diggs only had 230 yards last year and he's recovering from a shoulder injury in the spring game Mm -hmm. so you don't know what that guy's gonna be like and so then um Beyond him, junior Chris Tyree, a sophomore, uh, Audric Estime, and freshman Jabrian Payne, uh, they all combined for about 280 yards last year. So, could I mean, be I think an they interesting were, they situation were, at running back for the Golden. Yeah, Ducks. I
1: think they're going to be thin there anyway. I don't, you know, that that was just kind of going to be a problem for them no matter what. Um, I mean, it doesn't help, but you know, I think the larger issue for them is just it's really their defense against ohio state's offense like i'm mean, they <laughs> they're not going to win a shootout i don't think i think very few teams are going to be able to win a shootout with ohio state regardless but um yeah it's it's whether or not they can slow down cj stroud and the billion wide receivers that ohio state has and possibly one of the best running backs in america so um that's something they should really be concerned about i, I you know I don't think Notre Dame has a great shot of winning this game. Maybe think some things will change in August, but uh, that to me does not change the calculus all hell of a lot. Cause I was not really high on their chances to begin with.
0: Yeah. I, I tend to agree with that. I don't know know, what the line is at the moment, uh, but I, I think this, I think this matchup tilts really heavily in Ohio state's favor for a lot of reasons. I think Uh, so. I don't think this necessarily materially changes all of that. Agree but you know if you're a notre dame fan and you think hey we got a, we got a chance uh you don't love this particular situation and and i think too you know it's bad news for them longer term in the season because running backs you know a lot of wear and tear and you like to have some depth there and only having two or three guys on the roster who can tote the rock eh, suboptimal (laughs) all right before we get into some other odds and ends let's uh let's let's do our favorite segment of the program ask us anything Uh, right to remind you that The Dubcast is sponsored by the dry goods store at 11warriors.com hats, t-shirts, stickers, everything for the discerning fan of the men in the scarlet and gray would encourage you to go and check out. So there's some of the really cool, uh, really cool shirts there. For for example, you know, as we're now in the heat of summer, it's a good time to stock up, say, uh, get your, just say no to fall weddings t-shirt because fall will be here before we know it. Um, And I really dig the new, uh wobble in our shoes tee because that's uh, you know this is one of my favorite uh of the school songs anyway is i want to go oh, yeah, to yeah high state so it's the best line and maybe the best school song of the bunch so you should totally uh look at those among the classic t-shirts there uh as well as hoodies sweatshirts and the like again drygoods.11warriors.com all right my fan my friend to the mailbag we go
1: i'm also your fan i'm a fan of andy yes it's right
0: you are my biggest fan you remember the, i am a fan the um, classic the classic film that thing you do is one of my absolute oh favorite, that's a great favorite film. favorite oh, movies of all time and so then they're at the blue spot at the end mm-hmm. uh you know with with guy and he's there uh watching del paxton he gets to go meet del paxton uh marguerite the waitress takes him over to meet del and it's like you are my biggest fan and
1: tells like, thanks. You know, it's just great. It's such a great <laughs> scene. Love that movie. That's pretty great. Um, so <laughs> first of all, you can send us questions to ask us anything to dubcast at 11 warriors.com. we absolutely encourage you to do so. Um, Matt sent us another incredibly detailed, lengthy question, which we will have to, we'll have to tackle on another. I, I get, it. it's one of those things where we have to prep. So it, we will do it next time, but we got to think about it a little bit. And okay. uh, it's, it's like, this question, Matt, is literally like five or six hundred words long. So, oh, wow. OK, I'm gonna, <laughs> well, we'll take the time to go through it. Um, I just really I want to say that I really appreciate you sending those in because that's hilarious. All of them are great. Um, let's go ahead and start with our good friend, Alvin, who wants to know. How much money does Elon Musk need to dump into Rutgers NIL to get them a Big Ten championship?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a great question. There was a. There it was, is. It's there a really. Was good a, yeah, there was a piece. I, I think it was at the Athletic here a week or two ago that you know basically posed that type of question mm-hmm. th- that are with the advent of of NIL and everything else. Will we see? Um, you know, a rich booster like that basically come in and and buy a championship. Like, is yeah. that when is that going to? Is that a thing that could happen? Um, it'd be funny
1: if it did, and it, it well, it'd be funny if it did for a team like Rutgers. If it were a team like Miami, I think everybody would just be really annoyed. Um, but if it were like some traditionally like if UConn goes out there and and ends up just dominating college football for a couple seasons, that would be funny, and I think people would enjoy that. At least, you know ostensibly i don't know that you would enjoy it if they were beating you but you know that that's the kind of thing that you know would make it a little more palpable than if i don't know like i said miami or florida state or some other team benefited from that
0: and and you know i think the interesting part of the question is like okay let's let's pretend that that oh old, old, old elon says yeah I, I want rutgers to win a natty that's that's what i want for christmas yeah the things that would have to happen. Cause you're right. It's one thing. If it's, if it's Miami, if, if booster opens up the checkbook and be like, just go get it, you know, Miami already has some advantages, right? They have a brand. They, you know, they, they're not, they're not nobody's from nowhere. They haven't done anything for a while. That's really mattered, but they're still, yeah. they're still Miami, you know, USC, you know, any of the sec schools, there's, you're starting with some inherent advantages. If you're Rutgers, you ain't starting with jack right no. like you have no, i mean nothing and the money
1: involves probably more there because you're like god like i got to go away like right that's that yeah there better be a pretty good check right so if i'm, so the I'm starting to, quarterback
0: yeah and you got to go through like okay what are the things that have to happen let's start with okay so it's coaching so you got you got to have the right coaching staff mm-hmm. that's going to take some money so let's say we're going to spend you know we're, we're, we're going to spend 20 million dollars on on staffing because it's not just your 10 on the field coaches now it's this army of quality control coaches and it's your strength and conditioning and yada 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 facilities like what kind of facilities do they need to keep up with the ohio states and the alabamas okay and so that's not only money that's a time factor and then it's just buying the players like i feel like that has to be like that has to be almost the order right like it's the same order
1: of events that happens yeah well it has happened in the past like you need a T. Boone pickens you know yeah, kind of investment yeah, sure. multi-year investment to go do that you can't just say like okay well we're going to be like the whatever year the marlins just went out and bought a championship in baseball right where it's like okay well it's fine and we'll sign everyone to one year contracts and then you know never be competitive again um I, you know i think for the purpose of this question, it would be very hard to break it down if you got to talk about improving facilities and all that kind of stuff. If we're saying that the the team is the only part that we're considering, right? It, it, we, I mean, because we can go down this rabbit hole about facilities and prestige and all that stuff all you want. Ryan Day said top shelf quarterbacks need about two million dollars in nil money, right? And then like some of these other role positions, like on offensive line and defensive line, that's like a million. A piece, right? And then he said that, like, the total contribution he was asking from the Columbus area community was about 13 million 13 bucks. bucks. Yeah. Okay. So we can assume, I think, that that's not a complete figure for the entire team, right? I, I would assume that, like, Ryan Day was saying, okay, well, we need that. That's what we're trying to get in, but we yeah. already have things in place, blah, blah, blah. I would say the total figure. That you're really looking at is probably somewhere around like 15 17 million dollars which is a lot of money yeah. right however if you're factoring in piscataway and and the lack of prestige and all that kind of stuff i mean i would like maybe double that you know yeah 30 30 35 mil so that's if we're just talking players period elon musk <laughs> who makes probably thirty five million dollars and, you know, and a slow afternoon um, would would have to dump that much money to to maybe make Rutgers competitive just from a personnel standpoint, not to, to say nothing about the coaching facilities, et cetera.
0: Well, so um, I mentioned this piece of the athletic and so it's actually a question that some people had submitted. Andy Staples does. Uh, mailbag piece um you you should read the whole thing but the highlights were well and this is what i found really interesting uh staples says actually you know this this happened um when the uh, english premier league was founded back in 92 Mm. three years later the blackburn rovers celebrated a title they had finished 19th in the second division in 1991 three years after the forming of the premier league they're winning the title apparently a local steel magnate had uh improved the stadium paid the lure manager uh the manager that he wanted out of retirement and then paid record transfer fees to secure the stars on the team so basically you know a guy um who had limitless amounts of money for that period of time you know mind you this is 30 years ago now um but but the issue was that it wasn't sustainable so you you know basically came in you know paid out the nose to get to fix the stadium get the manager they needed and get the players they wanted and then basically they couldn't compete with man united or arsenal or anybody else right so they got the title and then it was it's kind of like your time out with marlins you know you buy you you bought the team um you know a, a russian oligarch you know bought chelsea in 2003 and then the club won the league five times between 05 and 17 right um so you know yes it is it is possible to do that but the amount of money i i'm wholeheartedly with you and i still think you're going to have to look at facilities
1: and coaching staff first and then try to figure it out but yeah it's definitely a multi-year process it's not and that's actually i mean really when we talk about nal and if people want to make the claim you know it's not fair and it's going to you know exacerbate uh inequality in, in college football i think that's probably a good place to To make your claim just because a lot of these schools all these other places are already so far behind in terms of facilities and coaching in general that it's it's gonna be hard for them to even catch up because of that
0: oh and staples went ahead and did the math by the way this is what i kind of kick
1: out of this you know
0: so he went through the facility and he's not talking about the stadium in this case just like you know the woody hayes type facility sure uh coaching staff staff costs player payroll um you know other random costs just shy of 650 million <laughs> and 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 that was to turn you know a, he used the example of a umass or a new mexico uh into a national tiger contender within sure. four years you know mm-hmm. that's
1: it that's it so you know what? elon musk has the money He'll, he could certainly you know.
0: drop 650 million dollars into rutgers and you know not like i mean that's couch cushion money for yeah you can, Musk, he can right?
1: light that on fire that's not that's not a problem for him um yeah and i kind of like i said i hope it happens to a very un like uh, unappreciated deserving team like some team that just nobody cares about and all of a sudden they happen to have, like <laughs> it comes out that jeff bezos has secretly been attending classes to san diego State University and he loves the aztecs he's like you know what this is it this is the new alabama and he just he dumps trillions of dollars into it so i don't know i it would be funny to see if that happens i don't think it will. i think it's going to just gravitate towards the um you know the the blue bloods but you know there's always hope so uh this this (laughs) this question here is from uh charlie brown from out of town uh who wants to know (laughs) yeah pretty great um what is the best strategy for navigating red, white, and boom? Oh, geez. Okay. Do do you are, do you partake in red, white,
0: and boom? So I used to be someone who never missed it like ever. Um, I remember, so some of my favorite memories of, and here's what we used to do. And so this is, this is not necessarily doable now, but back in the day, and I'm talking 15 years ago, uh, 15 plus so when the arena district was first becoming the arena district if you went west of nationwide arena um like where huntington stadium is, hunting yeah huntington park is and, and all of the new stuff like promo west all that stuff that's there now that all used to just be like gravel lots and and really the same thing like when you got past the arena grand theater and then there's kind of that little park there that has the facade of the old train station and such um like there was nothing to the west of that between, you know, there and like the, the interstate. It was just like all gravel lots. So you'd go down there and park in those gravel lots for like five bucks. And one, it was a great place to watch the fireworks because there was nothing to the south of you yet. They hadn't built anything there between those gravel lots and the river. So you could, you know, like we'd, we'd basically tailgate there and set your lawn chairs out behind your, your SUV or your truck or whatever, and sit there and watch the fireworks right there from the parking lot. Uh, which was amazing but what we usually do is you go down you know early in the day to find your spot and then maybe you would go up to like the taste of boom thing and eat something or mm-hmm. you know graze around have a beer or two and then i would always go to the arena grand and watch whatever the fourth of july blockbuster film was so i remember seeing oh, that like, smart yeah i remember seeing like independence day um the, the wild you know like waiting for red white and boom that was a great yeah movie. yeah
1: God, what year was that? I'd have to. I'd have yeah, to Independence Day, like up. ninety-seven, ninety-six, something like that.
0: Okay, maybe it wasn't Independence Day that I saw then. Oh yeah, because Independence Day was ninety-six. So something like that maybe it was men in black i <laughs> i swear to god it was a will smith movie uh but you go and watch like the summer blockbusters there and no, it wasn't men in black either because that was 97 well whatever came out in the summer of somewhere between like '02 and '08 or '09. um but would do that for several years in a row would go and watch you know the summer blockbuster at arena grand and then you know watch the fireworks it was amazing uh loved that really enjoyed it You know, now it's uh, number one, there's all that's built up. So you're not just tailgating there in a gravel lot Mm -hmm. with clear, unobstructed views of the river. Um,
1: And we have condensed everything, though. That's the problem. It has. It's it's condensed
0: everything. I mean, yeah, Boom used to just take up like what, like the whole arena district and then down to the river and and so on. And now it's, I mean, it's more like, uh, yeah, that's part of my part of what I don't love about it is that it's just like a county fair midway kind of feel to it. Yeah, like you're just pressed into a condensed area with a bunch of other sweaty, unwashed people. Exactly. Um, I don't why I don't go? <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to try. You know, the last couple of years or the last few years, you know, they've sold like VIP tickets. They have like a little VIP tent village or something. And I keep thinking, well, maybe I'll try that. Um, and I don't know. Maybe it's because we, you know, young kid at home, and we we just have invariably the last few years just done like reynoldsburg or bexley's fireworks or something wherever we lived and have just done the smaller local fireworks and said heck with it but i used to love i mean love 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 boom
1: i think you gotta make i mean i i don't know i've gone to red white moon probably like three or four times and i don't know that i've actually actually ever really enjoyed it um it's just it's it's too and i haven't gone since or i all the times that i had gone were after the arena district had been built up Mm-hmm. and it's just too many people in too close of a space and it's not like so i've been at the webn fireworks but like there's a huge amount of space right like the the area around the river and stuff there's there's it is much much larger in terms of where you can chill out and find a spot to watch the fireworks than i think columbus has and because of that you're still going to be stuck there forever but at least you don't have to like, you know, you're not, you know, nuts to bust with every single person <laughs> in the, you know, the 20 mile vicinity, like you can't I just, I don't like being that close to people, especially when it's so hot out. And if it's like a 95 degree day and the sun's beating down, Oh my God. It's just, to me, it's not worth it. Um, I have a, a boss who uh, just moved here from Michigan and uh, she was like, Oh, what about the red white moon? I'm like,
0: i don't know (laughs) one of those
1: you know one of those watch the highlights on tv but but i agree with you i think going to some of the more local displays you know the the burbs wherever you would happen to want to do that i think that's the move rather than uh than actually heading out the road because it's just not my thing man it's i don't know i i enjoy and that's the thing though i enjoy festivals i really really like you know going to to I don't know, even the the state fair is fun for me, although I hate the dates that they have for it, but I enjoy like the concept of the state fair and checking all that stuff out. Um, You know, the pumpkin festival down in in Circleville, Ohio State football games, right? But your ability to, because you've got a central event that you have to be there at a specific time and you don't have a seat that you have checked you know you know what i mean it's not like going to a football game where you've got a ticket for a seat so you're yeah. fighting people to figure out where the best places are unless you can devote literally the entire day to it i just don't think it's worth it. period
0: well um, i mean that's that 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 park there i mentioned that has like the train station facade there yeah, yeah um yeah. it's it's there north of spring i'm trying to remember what those little side roads are there but it's it's east of neil like that's i mean that's a great spot to be but if you go like people people are out there you know O dark 30 mm-hmm. with their their pl- places marked off you know stay it's, it's and yeah. you know like i used to watch it from the arena district like you say but you know there's nothing there anymore like now you know it's all along that side of mile um you know and i'm looking at the map now i mean everything is and so that you know they have tried to stretch it out a little bit that you know they have the long street stage they have the bicentennial stage uh boom central um and apparently they have two of those now which i'm like it can't really be boom central if you have two of them mm-hmm. um <laughs> and yeah and of course they're doing the the parade and uh and all that i mean there is a lot but the the fact that they even call it the Meyer midway like because that's ima- immediately what i think of when i have gone more recent years is that oh this is just like the midway at the county fair um yeah Which, you know, maybe, maybe that is appealing to you. I would say, I would say the thing is to answer the question, like how to navigate it is figure out what your parking situation is and plan on getting there early and planning, spending there all day. Like, I think if your plan is to try to, you know, somehow parachute in at eight o'clock at night and get good luck and watch the fireworks. Yeah. Not going to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the, yeah, that is not realistic. So thank you for sending in those, ask us anything questions again, Matt, we will, we will get our top men uh, to work on, on your question and then come up with an answer for you next time. I I appreciate you sending that in. Um, And thanks to everyone who sends in questions. You all do a fantastic job.
0: All right, let's wrap this thing up. A couple odds and ends yet. You know, last week we spent a great deal of time talking about Ohio state recruiting and the fact that uh, Brian Hartline is maybe the best to ever do it at recruiting wide receivers, uh, number one, overall prospect, arch Manning committed to Texas is Texas back with this news.
1: Uh, no, 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 they're not. And, and you know what, maybe Texas will be back at some point and maybe he'll be part of it and maybe yours will be part of it, but no, until Texas is, is actually back. And by actually back, I mean, you know, winning championships and stuff, then they're not back. And I don't believe in them. I never will. And that's fine. You know what? And I'm okay with being wrong because I was like, there's no way that like Georgia is back. Right. And I said that last season, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't believe in Georgia. Well, fine. It, they, I was wrong. I don't have a problem being wrong, but I refuse to believe in a team, especially like Texas that has just shown such institutional chaos in the past 10 years or so um, really since Mac Brown left uh I, I just i can't believe in them so i won't how about were you that?
0: surprised that manning went to texas you know he's in kind of a bit of a battle uh it seemed like between alabama and georgia speaking of the dogs for the five-star quarterback as i mentioned number one all overall prospect i mean i, I don't when i think of the manning family i don't immediately think of texas i guess were yeah you, no i'm surprised I mean, that's you know. where he ended up is it, i mean is it just hey that's who offered the top dollar what do you what do you think
1: Uh, maybe, but I feel like the Manning family probably doesn't care that much about that. Um, yeah, I mean, they're doing okay. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) fine. (laughs) I think, I think maybe it just comes down to, um, you know, maybe wanting to, to make a name for yourself to kind of stake a claim that isn't related to your family's name. And I, I get that. I think that makes sense. And it's, you know, Texas in general, like, you know, go to Austin. It's, It's not a bad place to try to do that. I am I am very curious about how the whole, you know, dynamic between him and yours kind of ends up working out. Um, And, you know, I I don't I, I think yours is much more talented than this. But is this a Tate Martell situation that's brewing at some point? I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see which guy develops first and best and uh, who's able to kind of put it on the field because honestly like if viewers doesn't come out like gangbusters i mean i, I don't know I, I would assume oh yeah texas those texas fans,
0: fans will will i mean th- yes i, I would, would assume blind. they're not that all that different
1: from ohio state fans and but they're, they're, worse. they're <laughs> worse yeah we got the pedigree why isn't he on the field you know yeah, so
0: they're, they're absolutely worse uh, i mean i do think it's a little wild that texas now is going to have two number one you know overall recruits uh on the roster at the same time at quarterback uh the Ewer situation certainly is is interesting and i'm sure ohio state fans will have no shortage of opinions if he doesn't come out Looking like a house of fire, and ends up getting passed over for right. a brand name like Arch Manning. Speaking of other recruiting news, Bryson Rogers, a member of uh, Ohio State's, uh, recently committed, um, was, had some funny things on Twitter. Michigan wide receivers coach Ron Bellamy apparently sliding into his DMs, but uh, Rogers reaffirmed his commitment to Ohio State in the mo- I think the, the the most amusing and best way possible. Uh, as he tweeted last week, uh, Michigan coach texted several days in a row. What's going on, B? And Rogers' perfect text back, go bucks.
1: <laughs> yeah is this is good
0: this is immediately like my favorite recruit ever i mean yeah that's pretty good you gotta, you like gotta it. shoot
1: your shot but you know what you're gonna get but put on blast if uh if it kind of backfires which in this case it did so that's yeah. very funny to me
0: We well, always said the you know the, the the first rule of twitter is never tweet well maybe texting maybe maybe the texting is the same way right like yeah if you never text you can never get put on blast you know that's right exactly i Just... love that. Last uh, last thing to talk about before we put this horse back in the barn, uh, my my favorite Ohio State coach of my lifetime, uh, Jim Tressel, the man, the myth, the legend, announced he will be stepping down as president of Youngstown State University in 2022. Uh, I I don't know why, given that I have zero connection, interest, uh, relation to Youngstown State at all on any conceivable level, but. This news made me a little sad. I, well, I kind of I like Jim Tressel as university president.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like the idea, too. I don't, I don't know how well he's actually done at Youngstown State, honestly. Like, I know he's there, but I don't really know what he's been able to do for Youngstown State. I haven't looked that far into it. But one thing I've always enjoyed is that Jim Trestle has a master's degree in education. I also have a master's degree in education. I thought that was pretty cool. So good for him for being able to use that degree and, uh, you know, probably help some kids out along the way. You know, I would say, and I I do find it interesting because they didn't,
0: you know, he didn't use the word retirement. Like it was said, he said he was stepping down, but it's like next February. So it's not like, you know, he's being run out of town on a rail. It doesn't feel like Uh, he's been president of the university since 2014, so the assumption I would make, if he'd been there, uh, gosh, was it going on eight years? Um, is that he hasn't apparently been a disaster. So, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I guess, an eternal fanboy for Coach Tressel. Um, and he did say, you know, the kind of was the made the reference to his wife or kids and grandkids and and letting them set the schedule. So, yeah, uh, which is
1: understandable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. He's, he's the thing he's about Jim Trestle.
0: What? I said he's done it all at this
1: point. You know? Yes, he's exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's done it all. Uh the Dude's almost 70, which is kind of wild to think about because I thought he was 75. <laughs> Cause I thought, no, but really, I mean, you know, he was actually a fairly young guy yes, when he was coaching yes. at Ohio state. He just looked perpetually 60 and, and I, you know, he's, he's, almost to 70, which is still kind of hilarious that my mom is older than Jim Dressel He'll
0: turn, turn 70 in December.
1: So, he will. yeah. Um, but you know, I get it. You know, you you've had a very long career, very, very long career. I've uh, been working pretty hard for all of that. You know, I, I can understand wanting to chill out and, you know, just do some more quiet time tweets on Twitter. <laughs> Look forward to that. Maybe hang can out with the him. grandkids.
0: I mean, maybe we can get him. Uh, on the dubcast now all he's, he's stepping oh yeah down. that would be sweet that, that would, would actually be that now that he's stepping down as being university president you know yeah, going we on, should do that going on local sports podcast probably not a thing you can do when you're university president but after you retire why not coach if you're listening
1: which i know you are
0: the the door is always open to you sir yes All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the 11 Dubcast. Stay tuned next week. We'll have an in-depth discussion of whatever happens this week in the wild world of sports. As Johnny mentioned earlier, please do submit your questions for Ask Us Anything. And until then, I'm Andy. I'm Johnny. Thanks for joining us on the 11 Dubcast.